Hi, family. Deacon Charlie here. I hope you're having an awesome summer of faith, family, and yes, even some fun. I wanted to just spend 30 seconds with you to share with you a little something about this episode and all the subsequent episodes you are going to hear on Living the Call in the month of August. We're doing a little something special because couple weeks ago, I had the opportunity to return to the Napa Institute Summer Conference. For those of you who don't know, the Napa Institute is a Catholic lifestyle organization, essentially, that puts on great thought leadership events for Catholic leaders, entrepreneurs, philanthropists, clergy, etc. And they have one big summer summit in beautiful Napa, California, where all of these folks come together and pray together and discuss strategies and hear amazing talks. And basically, Basically, it's a great group of just awesome thought leaders. And anyway, last year I did something similar to what we're doing this year. We recorded some episodes from there on the ground with people who were attending. This year we did the same, but with a little bit of a twist. So this year, I'm very happy to say that we partnered with EWTN, Eternal Word Television Network. You're very familiar with it, no doubt. Um, And we partnered with them on their big reveal, big announcement that they made there at the Napa Institute, which was the reveal of an initiative called EWTN Next. EWTN Next is a multi-year enterprise-wide digital-first initiative to basically bring the gospel to the world using all of the new and contemporary methods, means, and strategies that media companies use today in the secular world. Anyway, there's lots that you can learn about Next by going to next.ewtn.com. That's next.ewtn.com, and you can learn all about Uh, that initiative on that website. What we're going to be doing for the month of August is bringing you some of the conversations I had there on the ground with people who are thought leaders in their own rights from a broad sector of the Catholic world, all different uh, ages, races, uh, areas of focus, uh, backgrounds in terms of spirituality. And we had some conversations around this concept of EWTN Next and what their perspective is not just on EWTN and what they announced, but also on how they utilize different strategies, approaches, and media to achieve the ends that each of them represents. You're going to hear from apostolate leaders and actors, producers, etc. It was really a fun time. They're short episodes, so they're between you know 10 and 12 minutes, but we're going to be releasing them over the course of these following weeks. And I wanted you to have that information to give you a little sense of context in terms of what you're about to hear. So if you want to find out more about these next few episodes for the month of August, again, go to EWTN. .next.com and we'll return to our regular programming in the month of September. God bless you. Have a great summer. Finish strong. Amen. Bucci Akpati, welcome to our little conversation here. It's a delight been to looking be with forward you. forward to this one in particular. For those yes. who don't know you, from what I've come to understand you as, is you yes. uh, lead a lot of the social media content creation efforts at EW10, but why don't, in your own words, uh, explain what it is that you do. And more interestingly is where you come from before you got here. Yes, absolutely, Deacon Charlie. So to begin, I would describe myself as an everything bagel within the digital media team for EWTN News. So my work focuses on social media for our news shows and a few of our news agencies and also strategy behind the social media efforts, mm-hmm. who our audiences are, how can we reach them, how are they behaving, and how can we 
adjust how we are reaching them with our content. I also do some writing of articles. I also do some analytics. And so everything from the content to the strategy to the delivery of the content. That's beautiful. For people who may not be as equipped in the idea of social media creation and programming, you mentioned analytics and research and understanding what the audience does and needs. Why is that important to know what people are doing and sort of how they respond to things for the creation of content? Like why, why, does that, is, why is that important in your mind? I believe it's important because we want to have them understand the language we're speaking to them in. Mm. So for instance, if we're talking to them in Swahili mm-hmm. and they only understand Spanish and only understand two sentences at a time, that intelligence would help us to be able to reach them mm. because it's not enough to just shoot content out. Yeah. It's most necessary to be audience centric, to know how do they want to be spoken to, what matters to them, mm. how long are they spending with our content. Mm. And that will then inform us on how to serve them better and how to draw them closer to our Lord. It really is a very different kind of um, methodology from maybe more traditional forms of media creation. You know, you yes. might come up with a great idea and say, this is going to make a great movie or TV show or whatever. But in the social space, speaking that social language that you just yes. described, it's much more of, at least in my experience, kind of a flywheel where you're putting things out, getting information back. It's informing what you create next. Is that For how sure. you see it? It's an absolute cycle and it goes, it's, and it's a continual process. You never can say you have attained full knowledge of your audience mm. because your audience evolves. Mm-hmm. Your audience has different needs over time. And so it's really focused on audience listening. How long are they spending, for instance, on your website? What mm-hmm. pages are they on? Yes. Are they not completing the form on your page? That will inform how you then tweak your strategy to better reach your goals. Now, there are people, and I, and I want to get into a little bit about your background and kind of how you got to be uh, you know, sitting in this chair, yes. figuratively and literally. But um, there are people who might look at the social platforms and that social language broadly and say, these are places and spaces that as Catholics maybe antagonistic to our faith that are run by people who don't reflect our values. And for that reason, we shouldn't spend a lot of time there. There is a thought, you know, a segment of the population that might view things that way. Why do you see it differently? What do you think the social media in particular are about? Like, why are they important to evangelization? They're important because people are there already. And that was initially my discernment to join EWTN. Those reasons was why social media? It's such a dark place. That was my initial my initial impression of it, but people are there. They spend lots of time consuming media that's not nourishing to their souls. Mm. And so we have a great opportunity to present fruitful juices for them that will lead them towards sanctity. And so we have to meet them where they already are, feed them more nutritious food, and then draw them into what will be for their benefit. That's beautiful. You can even say there's even in some, some ways an obligation maybe to Go into some of these dark places definitely. And, and bring some of this. Go into uh, the war zone and and have the armor will be the the, the virtues and the, the evangelization, living truth, living Catholic, as we at EWTN. Talk a little bit about where you were coming from prior to this. I know you had secular experience. You also had, yes. uh, well, I'll let you tell it, but it's, yes. it's a fascinating story about how you got to be where you are right now. Absolutely. Well, I will I will dial it back to the origin. So mm-hmm. my background, I've spent the last 10 to 12 years in marketing and communications, mm. but more in secular organizations. So healthcare to environmental science to technology. But in all of those organizations, I never was able to utilize my faith or to put my faith on the forefront yeah. of the messaging or, or, the, or the branding goals. And so I had uh, an, an, an experience where I had to choose between my faith or my work, mm. where I was forced to change 
uh, I was being required to change a particular technology company's branding during the month of June to the rainbow flag. Mm. Upon my decline of that and the leadership's displeasure with my, with my, with my refusal, I decided to respectfully resign. Mm. Following that experience, six, six months later, I discerned a religious vocation and I joined a discount Carmelite monastery, wow. which I discerned for two years, which was heaven on earth. And thereafter, and while in the monastery, helped the organization, the Discalced Carmelite Order, to help with some branding and digital marketing okay. while in the cloister. But after two years of that, I felt our Lord calling me out, utilizing all the gifts and graces and, mm. and, and learnings within the cloister to then utilize the marketing communications for an authentically Catholic organization that is true, that is beautiful, and that is leading others towards that. That's awesome. And that's where it brings me here to EWTN. Beautiful. And you're coming here at, at this moment where, as you know, here at Napa, uh, EWTN unveiled this idea of EWTN Next, which yes. is really meant to be a vision of the next four decades of EWTN and, and further on than that. And tell me a little bit about what might excite you? What excites you about that idea of that vision? The number one thing that excites me is that it's relevant. That is what the, the not just young adults or millennials, that is what the world needs now mm -hmm. is revolutionary content that's accessible, that is, that, that's, that's fruitful. The way that you can tell something is, is lovely is that it bears fruit that's good and that multiplies. And so the content that EWTN has from our, our print and our, our publishing and our news, having that be everywhere yeah. and reaching everyone, that makes me so happy because... Throughout my, my career, I've done that, but in a way that wasn't fruitful. It did spread, but was it, was it, a, was right. it, was it Christ's? And so EWTN Next is Christ's mm. and will have others to imitate him. Mm. And for that reason, my world is all right. Beautiful. Working here and being in this new generation of EWTN. There's also something you said a moment ago that was really important, the idea of, of being um, audience-centric, right? This yes. is a an idea that is maybe not entirely foreign, but is less thought about in traditional media circles, and but really being oriented to the needs of a particular audience and catering to those needs. How do you see um, maybe digital platforms, social media being particularly adept at doing that? Like how how can we use that to sort of fill those uh, fill those gaps? Those to fill the needs of those who are on there. I believe one of the I believe one of the great opportunities we can have is to ask questions mm. on social media. It's not just a monologue where you, for instance, just post content and leave it there or maybe a newspaper where you publish it. And then it's just them. they read it and then they put it away. But on social media, it can be a dialogue yes. between the content creator, EWTN Next, and the followers as to what content resonates with them. What are their needs as to their faith lives, wherever they are, whether they're married or high schoolers or not even Catholic. Mm. So I believe we have a chance to really dialogue with them because in order to listen, you have to first ask questions. And social media gives that platform to ask really, really strategic questions mm -hmm. that help you better serve them. Mm. And so I believe the dialogue is, is gonna be, it's gonna be an avenue for dialoguing to listening and then addressing what you are hearing from the audience. Let's extend on that idea of dialogue for a second because one of the other uh, potential benefits that exist in this type or this mode of communication is the ability yes. to build community and the yes. ability to, yes, have dialogue, but also have dialogue collectively with groups of people that share a, you know, worldview or interest or whatever. How do you see the work that you do helping to create community? 
I believe that there are several different interests people have. For instance, if it's news or if it's pop culture. And I believe that at EWT, and at least for our news division especially, we have different types of news that caters to different types of interest. Yeah. For instance, some is relating to more political news from a Catholic lens. Other news agencies within us have news that are more trendy or relating to you know, music or food or culture or movies. And so it, it, we have different... Uh, niches, perhaps, that, mm -hmm. that cater to every single kind of interest imaginable on the face of the earth for yeah. the Catholic or the soon-to-be Catholic mm. that, will, that will come on board. Well, Bucci, I, for one, and I know I'm not alone, I'm very happy that you are part of this journey of EWTN Next because I think you totally embody and get what this is really about. And I really thank you for spending a few minutes with us talking about it. Thank you, Deacon Charlie. It's a, it's a blessing. Privilege is mine. Yes. Thank Onward you. we go. Amen. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.